Please be seated. Well, today's gospel tells a very different kind of story than the kinds of stories we've been hearing for the last few weeks. On Christmas, it was all miracles and angels and glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth and all of that. Wonderful stuff. Last week, it was the word made flesh, the light that came into the world and has enlightened all people. Wonderful stuff. Today, we hear a rather different kind of story. We hear about a restless young man learning to be obedient to his parents. No miracles, no angels, no glory to God and peace on earth, just an everyday account of a boy learning how to be a bit more responsible. And that's a rather striking difference, but I think there is an important spiritual lesson here for us. There is something about the story of the young boy Jesus in the temple that bears significantly on our experience of the life of faith. Now there are two rather large jumps in Luke's narrative. One at the beginning of today's gospel and the other just after the end of today's gospel. Just before the beginning of today's gospel, Luke is still caught up in the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, the journey to Bethlehem, the angels, the shepherds, the presentation of Jesus in the temple. Luke dedicates an entire chapter to describing events that took place over just a few weeks. That's right before today's gospel lesson. And then right after today's gospel lesson, Luke begins his account of the public ministry of Jesus, the proclamation of John the Baptist, the baptism of Jesus, the temptation in the desert. And in between those two sections of Luke's gospel, we have this story. Luke compresses 30 years of the life of Jesus, 30 years into this story. Between the story of his birth and the story in today's gospel, there's a period of about 12 years. And between the story in today's gospel and the beginning of the public ministry, there's an even longer period of 18 years, 30 years summarized in this one story about Jesus learning to be obedient. Now, some of us would really like to know what happened to Jesus during those 30 years. What kind of a child was he? What happened to Jesus during his youth? When did Mary and Joseph begin to see signs that he was special? Some people have gone so far as to make up stories about the first 30 years of the life of Jesus in an attempt to answer these kinds of questions. But Luke tells us everything we need to know. And the most important part of Luke's story of the boy Jesus in the temple is probably the part that we are most inclined to pass over. He went down with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them. This is the part of Luke's story that makes this story especially relevant for us today. Now, we all like mountaintop experiences, right? Christmas can be a mountaintop. Easter is another mountaintop in the life of the church. Big celebrations, festive music, worship, singing, gifts, feasting, happiness. That's the mountaintop. Jesus is having a mountaintop experience. The family had gone up from Nazareth to Jerusalem, a trip to the big city for a big festival, Passover, big celebration, one of the most important days in the Jewish 
religious calendar. The book of Psalms describes Jerusalem as the very center of the world and the city of the great king, beautiful and lofty. The joy of all the earth is the hill of Zion. God himself is in her citadels. Make the circuit of Zion, walk round about her, count the number of her towers, consider well her bulwarks, examine her strongholds. For a 12-year-old Jewish boy, it probably doesn't get any more exciting than that. Jesus is riding a spiritual high, and there in Jerusalem, the temple, the dwelling of God on earth. Jesus feels the pull. He feels the call that has already begun working its way into his heart and his mind, and he responds. He goes to the temple, and he finds that he feels more at home there than he does amongst the members of his own family but he's trying to grow up too fast. He is not ready for this. He has learned that he has a call and he's learned that he has some gifts, but he hasn't learned how to focus them or how to direct them. He hasn't yet learned the discipline of obedience. So he leaves the mountaintop, he leaves the big city, he leaves the festival, he leaves the temple, and he goes back to the sticks, back to Nazareth back to his family and his chores and his lessons and all the other mundane things waiting for him at home. And he learns obedience for 18 years. And because Jesus was obedient, Luke tells us, he grew in wisdom and he grew in power and he grew in favor. Now, I don't think we can overestimate the importance of that story for our experience of the life of faith. We like mountaintop experiences. We like the spiritual highs. We like the festive celebrations, the moments when the presence of God seems obvious to us. We are most often less thrilled by obedience. Obedience involves discipline. Discipline doesn't feel like a good time. We would rather try to skip from mountaintop to mountaintop and avoid what we perceive as the valleys. Obedience seems so boring. Obedience feels so oppressive. Obedience sounds so medieval. And then we're surprised when we find that we're not making much progress in the life of faith because we have skipped from mountaintop to mountaintop. We don't grow in wisdom and we find ourselves with the same questions and the same uncertainties and the same lack of conviction that we've had for years. We don't grow in discipline and we find ourselves struggling with the same behaviors and the same attitudes and the same problems that somehow always seem to bring us down. And we don't grow in faith. Our faith becomes detached from the rest of our lives and it becomes increasingly difficult for us to see how it's really relevant. And then one day, our faith is gone. We don't realize it at first, but then some kind of crisis occurs, something happens, and we find we don't have any spiritual resources for dealing with it. Jesus shows us another way. He himself walks the path of obedience and gives us an example of what the life of faith looks like. 
After his mountaintop experience in the temple, Jesus spends another 18 years dedicating himself to the discipline of obedience. And what our gospel today suggests is that those were not wasted or unimportant years. Jesus spent those years learning to walk with the vision and the trust that he would need to carry out his ministry. That kind of vision, the kind of trust that you need to do the work that he was called to do, you can't cultivate that overnight. You need to be faithful day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. There is a witness here for us that Jesus himself learned faithfulness. He had to endure the same uncertainties and the same struggles that we ourselves experience. That's one of the things that makes it possible for him to be our savior. The writer of the epistle to the Hebrews put it like this, Jesus had to become exactly like those he sought to help in every respect so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Because he himself was tested, he is able to help those who are being tested. Now the danger here, of course, is that when we realize that faith is something that is cultivated over days and weeks and months and years, then the first thing that we're tempted to do is what? Put it off. (laughs) If it's gonna take years, I've got a long time, I'll start tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. And then we're surprised when we discover that we don't have much faith after all because we always meant to get around to it. But all we're left with is good intentions and good intentions are not enough to get us through the hard times. But here is the good news of this story. When we realize that faith is something that is cultivated over days and weeks and months and years, then we begin to realize there is no such thing as an ordinary day or an ordinary week or an ordinary month or an ordinary year. There is no such thing as a wasted moment in the life of faith. Because every day, every hour, every minute is an opportunity to learn faithfulness, to offer ourselves in obedience to God. And anytime we find ourselves having stepped off the path, we can step right back on and get right back to it. We fall down so that we can learn to pick ourselves up again and again and again. And when we do that, we begin to grow in wisdom and in power and in faithfulness and in favor with God. We stop acting like spiritual 12-year-olds and we start acting like people who are ready to take up the ministry to which God has called each and every one of us. Now, what we see in today's gospel is a boy anxious to become a man. But then he learns that there is no getting around the steady, gradual process of growth that he needs in order to be the person God is calling him to be. And that is a process that never ends. It never ended for Jesus. Throughout his earthly ministry, he continually learned and practiced obedience. Father, what would you have me do now? And it never ends for us. Throughout our earthly pilgrimage, we are called to that same path, each day growing a little bit more in obedience, each day growing a little bit more in faith, becoming a little bit more the people that God calls us to be. 
And when we follow that path, the path of obedience, then we find that our vision is sharpened, our strength grows, and our capacity for dealing with the pressures and challenges and tragedies of life deepens. Like Jesus, we find ourselves growing in strength and in wisdom and in favor. So, the Christmas season is coming to a close this week. We will celebrate the Feast of Epiphany. We'll be back into a more routine time in the life of the church. The decorations start to come down. We clean up the house a bit. We get back to work. We leave Jerusalem. We go back to Nazareth. Instead of thinking of that as a move from a mountaintop to a valley, let us instead see it for what it is, an invitation to renewed obedience and an opportunity to exercise our faith where it matters in our everyday lives. And let us give thanks for the grace and the favor with God that we will find as a result. Amen.